Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is views from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. And away we go, ladies and gentlemen, for the second time this season, we get to kick off the Views from Mint Street podcast in a celebratory fashion because your Carolina Panthers have knocked off the evil one, Tom Brady, a win in the right side of the record books for the Panthers. They knock off Tampa Bay 21-3. Welcome to the Monday edition of of the pod ladies and gentlemen my name is rob brown host of the rob brown show airs from nine to noon weekdays on the fan upstate in greenville south carolina and of course joining me as always my co-host my partner in crime the guy who's responsible for the incredible sounds coming through your ear holes as we speak every single week he is the great one lonzo right so who dare i say ladies and gentlemen uh I could describe as giddy over this one. I, I could describe uh, with, with with the analogy of a cheerleader just asked to prom by the starting quarterback. I literally, during the show earlier today, heard Lonzo giggle when our sports flash was going during the show. How you feeling, buddy? Well, I think you're painting me in a, in a light that's, that's not entirely true. I don't giggle. I smirk. Oh, so I ought to... I audibly smirked, which you can do. You can audibly smirk. You can smirk in a way that people can hear it. Uh, I am proof of that uh, because a, a couple of different reasons. One, Tom Brady was on his back multiple times. You know, I've been thinking about this today before we recorded this podcast. This is a national podcast, so there's a chance it could be picked up, you know, anywhere. And people may wonder, Lonzo, why do you hate Tom Brady so much? Well, because he's Tom Brady. That's one reason. Two, I'm from Ohio. He played from Michigan. I have to hate him because of that and because he's a cheetah. And he got caught. And he's not the GOAT. And I love it when Brian Burns said, hello, how are you? This is our grass here on our field. Would you like to touch it? And he said, no, but he made him touch the grass anyway. I think that's just great. Also, am I supposed to be happy? I don't know, Rob. Are we supposed to be happy with the with the victory? A lot of people online are really upset that the Carolinas messed around and won a game. How dare they? Uh, I think a lot of people primarily upset right now uh, because a lot of people lost a lot of money 
on that game. The Buccaneers were 13 point uh, favorites in that game. We were two, almost two touchdown dogs in that game and didn't just one outright, but smote Tampa Bay outright. And we'll get into the X's and O's here in just a minute. But uh, suffice to say, I think Vegas saw a lot of people take a bath in this game on Sunday. And then, of course, there is the fact that regardless of how you feel about Brady, and I will I will go ahead and let out the secret that Rob Brown was long a Tom Brady fan. As I said, that I think most people uh, didn't like Tom Brady primarily because Tom Brady was living the life that the majority of us, if you would have asked us in third grade what we wanted to be when we grow up, we would have described Tom Brady's life. Yes, I would love to grow up to be a multi-Super Bowl winning starting NFL quarterback married to one of the most attractive women in the world who yet still somehow made more money than I did. And Brady did all that. But there is no secret that the NFL has the folks that they like to see win because they feel it looks better on television. And Tom Brady is one of those cats instead they got a touchdown-less Tom, a very upset Tom. They got Buccaneers dropping footballs. They got a run game for Tampa, which looked pedestrian with 46 yards. They got a Carolina team that was supposed to be tanking. They were supposed to be trying to get the first overall draft pick, and instead they came out and they beat the golden child on a Sunday. And suffice to say... It was a very, very pleasant surprise for the Charlotte fans who showed up at the bank, for the Carolina fans who watched around the world. By goodness, as I have said one other time in the extent of this broadcast, Lonzo, these shows on Monday seem to be much more fun coming off of the W. I think the big question is, this: will this be the last one that we experience the rest of the year? It's a defense, and I know we're going to get into this. The defense plays the way they did, uh, and the offense actually does what we've been saying all along. Run the ball, Rob. Run the goddamn ball, said Richard Sherman, and they ran the goddamn ball. They did. Dante Foreman, 15 totes, a buck 18 on the ground. Chuba Hubbard got nine. He punched one of them in and route to 73 yards. And, you know, it, it's one of those things that it's hard to gloat for me. And no, it's not. It's very easy for me to gloat while I celebrate. And celebrate I shall because if you go back, as you should, and download some of the Views from Mint Street podcasts from earlier this season, you will hear a couple of things that we say every week. One of them is run the ball. One of the other ones is why have we not been using Dante Foreman so far, especially in situations where we need short yardage, 118 yards on the day for him. The dude should have been our short yardage back all year long. I know that it is very, very easy when you had uh, Christian McCaffrey back there wearing number 22, it is very easy to want to ride that guy to the wheels fall off. But Foreman should have been 
our short yardage back, not just in the red zone, but every time we were looking at short, uh, third and short, second and long, whatever, Foreman should have been getting those short yardage touches. And instead, we didn't do that. Yesterday, we put that cat on full display, and all he did was go have a Christian McCaffrey-esque day as the running back. Um, lesson learned, Lonzo. Give Foreman the football and watch him eat. All right. Let's hope lesson learned. Okay. You and I believe lesson learned. We'll find out next week uh, when the Panthers play Atlanta. But I've, I've you know, been trying to compare who does Dante Foreman remind me of is Derrick Henry. That's, that's, I mean, the modern day, that's who you look at. The guy who's really hard to get down. Now, is he, is he on the level of Derrick Henry? He is in this way that it takes more than one person to tackle him. And you're going to get hit when you try to tackle him. And he showed that uh, Sunday, and they need to be using that so much more. Not just him, but Chuba Hubbard. Uh, the combination of the two look really good. Panthers need to be a running team. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with playing really good defense and being a running team. Dante Foreman, interestingly enough, goes playing weight six foot two thirty five. Right, he is not a gigantic bowling ball. But but the play style, the run style, you are exactly correct, Lonzo, is very physical. I went back and I was watching. There's about twelve minutes left in the fourth quarter. We've got ourselves into a a situation where a first down would go a long way. We're up 14-3 at this point. They hand the ball to Foreman off the right-hand side. And Foreman at that point, I thought, was just going to bury himself into the line of scrimmage. It was somewhere in the neighborhood of, of, uh, actually, I think it was a first and 10 play. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. They hand the ball off to Foreman, and I'm waiting for Foreman to just kind of stuff his helmet into the back of one of the O-linemen and just kind of push the pile for what he can get. Instead, right before he makes that initial contact, he hits a little jump cut to the left. He sticks the left foot into the ground. He sprints out to the right. He gets around the Panther logo, and he gets all the way inside of the Tampa Bay 30 from a play that originally originated on the Carolina 45. And at that moment, uh, you know, I had been calling for Foreman to be our short yardage back. But right there, he showed me this cat can be an any down back. This cat can be a first and 10 back or a third and one back or a third and 10 back. He's got the ability to do whatever you need him to do. Uh, I enjoyed watching Dante Foreman play. Uh, He also had two snags for 27 yards. The dude can be a lead running back. I know, like I said last week in the final pod, that losing McCaffrey hurts because of how much of a fan institution Christian McCaffrey is. And I'm not saying that Deontay Foreman is anywhere near as good as Christian McCaffrey. Very few running backs ever have been in the history of the league. But 
for where we are and what we are and what we need. Dante Foreman yesterday showed that he can absolutely be that guy. And that is before we mention the nine carries for 63 yards that Chuba Hubbard pitched in as well. Both of those cats for going better than seven yards per tote on the day. And that is before we add in the fact that Chuba Hubbard also picked up 63 on nine and had himself a couple of catches as well. Uh, Look, we showed yesterday not only has the offensive line, though, grown into a very, very good one over the past few weeks, but now we've shown we have got a couple of very good running backs. In fact, uh, I told a buddy of mine, I was texting back and forth during that game, and I told a buddy of mine that I really genuinely felt like Foreman and Hubbard we're giving me some real D'Angelo, Jay Stewart vibes out there, the way that they were playing different styles that were so complimentary of each other. It really kind of felt uh, like, like, like it really kind of felt like we had stepped back in time when we used to have a very formidable running back duo. It kind of feels like maybe we discovered one here and all of a sudden the Panthers got a good offensive line. They got two running backs that showed that they can complement each other and play off of each other. DJ Moore came out of the shadow. DJ had seven grabs for 69 and a touch as well. Um, All of a sudden, this team offensively does not look like the garbage fire that we thought it was going to be really even a week ago. All right, so so here's the thing. Uh, Maybe Ben McAdoo got scared. And he's like, oh, crap, I'm going to lose my job. Or maybe it wasn't him in the first place because the the moment Matt Rule's gone, suddenly they start running the ball. And they realize they had something last week. And then this week they're like, let's run the ball a little bit more. Look at that. Wow, we're actually a pretty good running team. This offensive line that you're just talking about, they can run block. Ah, Maybe we need to keep doing this. So is this a matter of McAdoo adjusting to – uh, to, to what uh, Steve Wilkes wants? Or is this a matter of him being given freedom that he didn't have underneath Matt Rule? There is. I, I, I think those are both possibilities. I think there's a third possibility. Uh, I think that the third possibility is when you have a guy like McCaffrey, uh, we, we, we saw even really good. I've even seen, you know, Sean Payton has done this before. Uh, Belichick has done this before when he's had Brady. There have been coaches and coordinators in the past who have had a crown jewel of a player, right? Like just an absolute stud of a player. And one thing that can happen to them is they can get too reliant on that player, right? They they get to a point where they kind of start to base their entire offensive system around one player. And it's easy to do when you've got somebody as talented as 22 has been for us for five and a half seasons, I think by taking him away, you kind of forced the Carolina offense to really put a whole new set of of tools in the tool chest, right? Like without 22, you got to figure out how are we going to run the ball successfully without the knowledge that if we don't get the scheme perfect, 22 is going to be able to fix it by being spectacular. How long? Are we going to throw the ball when we know that we've got 22 is the best escape valve in the National Football League? Without those things, I think you really got to sit down at the whiteboard and you got to say, all right, we need to move this here, move that there, move this guy over here and run it this way because we don't have 22 to cover. 
And now all of a sudden, you've designed plays for Foreman. You divine play, you devise plays for Huber, uh, Chuba Hubbard. You devise plays for DJ Moore. You don't have to force a handful of plays and work on the security blanket that is 22's ability to make something happen. And it kind of forced them to cater the offense to the players instead of cater the players to the offense, if that makes sense.